very awkward for me. I'm, I'm sitting two two inches from Toronto Mike in the same studio. Hey, sports fans, welcome to Epsion Sports. It's episode 316. We're going to put an asterisk beside this episode because we're in the studio together doing this show for the first time since the pandemic. Right, Mike? We've been in the studio together doing other things, but oh, not this show. Okay. We didn't do this show during the pandemic, I don't think. Maybe once, maybe twice, mm, but I well, can't there, remember what we were doing When did the pandemic here. officially begin? March 2020. Mm, March 13th. You're going to have to go back in your archives. I don't know if I was prepared to come. Oh, what? The pandemic, the first big day where the school shut down and everything was Friday the 13th. And what is today? Triskaidekaphobia. Friday the 13th of January. So after the show... Uh, we'll all be riding our motorcycles out to Port Dover. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Have you ever been to those? No. You ever been down to Port Have Dover? You? Yeah. I'm down there. When I first started at CHCH, I went out one year. Uh, but it was in like June. I think it was May or June. So the do you, weather do was I look good. like I, I don't even know if they'd accept me? I, I think if you wore the Doug Flutie Buffalo Bills uh, jersey, <laughs> for sure. For sure there would. Welcome to Ebsy on Sports. Uh, today on the show, the Maple Leafs minus Austin Matthews, who has an undisclosed injury. It's not, an, not a UBI. It's not an LBI, right? upper or lower body injury. Yeah. It's it's an undisclosed injury, which could be anything from a hangnail to a broken leg to uh, he's sick. He's got the he's got a cold. He's got the flu, not the flu, but you know he's not feeling well. He's under the weather. It's possible, you know. We'll find out, or we won't. A little bit later on, as the Maple Leafs lost last night in Motown without Austin for the second game in a row, the Toronto Raptors held off the Charlotte Hornets at the bank last night, and they're still in the mix. They're still sort of like, which way do we go? There's lots of lots of games left. There's like a half a season left. Which way do we go? Do we tank? Do we? You can't tell professional players to not win. It just it's it goes against their nature. So we'll see what's going on with the Raptors. Buffalo Bills are an overwhelming. I was going to say 23 and a half point favorite. They, they could beat Miami 70 to nothing. Uh, Sunday in the uh, one of the AFC wildcard games, 13 and a half point favorite. So we're going to talk NFL playoffs. Playoffs? Are the Toronto Blue Jays finished tinkering with their roster? Or is there another notch left in their belt after acquiring Brandon? Belt. Right. Left-handed power hitter. He'll, uh, he'll back up Vladdy at first base. He'll get some DH action and another left-handed bat. So look at left-handed bats all of a sudden, right? Varsho, Kiermaier, right? Now we've got uh, Brandon Belt. Uh, I think Kevin Biggio will still be with the team this year. So you got some left-handed pop now. It's good. Uh, what Netflix series about sports are you most looking forward to? Breakpoint about tennis? Full Swing? Drive to Survive? So much great sports programming out there. I can hardly wait to watch it all. We'll get to all of it, but first let's say hi to Toronto Mike, where, like, he's right, I'm sitting right next to him here. He's right, I, you know, if I, I piss you off today, you could slug me. If. <laughs> when I piss you off today, you can slug me. I don't uh, know. Happy, I know you don't celebrate, but happy uh, Friday the 13th. Oh, I do. You oh, do. I celebrate. Oh, yeah. Big, big party. Big, big party tonight. <laughs> Friday the Yeah, no. Who celebrates Friday the 13th? <laughs> Uh, the and bikers. what's the deal behind Friday the 13th? Can we get a little background to this? Yeah, like where? Like why Friday? I get the 13th. The 13th was an ocular. I didn't realize till I moved into my first apartment that there was no 13th floor. Oh, some places are like that. Some yeah. places are like that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wait a second. Where do, where's the 13th they can't, floor? No one wants so to when you're on the 14th floor, you're really on the 13th floor. Right. And that's uh, confusing for people who like to walk the uh, between the <laughs> stairs. And like it's like I'm walking to the 14th floor, and it's yeah. like yeah, you miscount or whatever. Yeah. But uh, so we got some snow here in the uh, Greater Toronto uh, area. Here, 
Um, you know, which always like, so, oh my God, we got snow. It's, it's fucking January. Well, of course you got snow. Take it easy. Uh, but uh, the drive-in today, I, um, I borrowed my girlfriend's car and the drive-in today was fine. Uh, people do know how to drive in the winter, thank goodness. Although, you know, local news stations is like, oh, some more weather tips. For gosh sakes, we've been living in Canada for how many years? Do I really need tips on how to shovel? <laughs> Right? <laughs> what to do to keep, make sure I have, you know, emergency stuff in my car. But what are they supposed Flares, to do? you know. <laughs> now let's go to the safe driving school and learn how to drive out of a, a skid. Come on. <laughs> now I get this if you're in Houston, Texas, and you're seeing snow for the first time in five years or ice storms. I get that. But come on. It's Canada. We know how to drive. You'd think so. But there's new Canadians, right? There's uh, people. This might be their first snowfall. Wait a second. I have to watch City uh, City TV to find out how to drive in the snow. <laughs> Just a second, Marge. I've got to watch this. I biked in the snow this morning. I know it's you not do. Not very much snow. Not I very know. much snow today. There but uh, it is interesting that your first visit, and somebody uh, pointed out, I want to give credit, but Mr. Mr. Allen, maybe? I See, the reason I've been frenetically moving here is because I was making the video public. Apparently, the way I went live, it was hard to find unless you follow us on Twitter. So, what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, just it's not as, it wasn't public. It was like unlisted, so it was hard to find. But now that I've made a change, it should be fine. But all this is to say, there was a gentleman who pointed out we did a live thing in the backyard. So we have done a backyard recording recently. I know, but I'm talking about in the studio. I know we were in the backyard. <laughs> I was there. Did a couple of the backyard. Did one with Milan. Oh yeah. Did one with your uh, your buddy, the um, marijuana guy. Oh yeah, Andy Palalis. Andy. Yeah. Right. I talked to him yesterday. Um, did another one. I think. I think I did three in the backyard. The marijuana guy. Can you be more specific, Hebsey? Hello, my marijuana friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now we're set up. Now it's public. So okay. a quick hello to Michael Lewis, uh, Wayne Brown. Everybody's finding us now. Martin Lai. Uh, Dale Cadeau is chiming in from BC yes. and the gentleman who pointed that, uh, okay, Jim Allen. So Jim Allen is the guy who said we were in the backyard. So hello to everybody. Hi everybody. Welcome again. If Hebsey pisses me off, I can also slug him. That's how close I am. to You Hebsey. can, you go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. That would be good. Wouldn't that? Yeah. Caught on, I, ta I, I, caught on tape. I think you can and take then, me And though. then all over social media, oh, yeah. a brawl, podcast right. brawl. That's what they do in wrestling. Across the table. Whack. You, you, you want to uh, do this? <laughs> a work or a shoot? That's all I need to know. All right. Let's get to some sports. Austin Matthews missed his second straight game with an undisclosed injury. And if you want to see what kind of team the Leafs are without him, well, all you had to do was watch last night's game in Detroit where the Maple Leafs, I, I'm not going to say they outplayed the Red Wings. The Red Wings played okay. But, I mean, they got they had lots of shots, 33 shots on goal. Unfortunately, Ville Husso kicked out 32 of those shots, and the Red Wings beat the Leafs 4-1 to in Motown. Mm. Had Matthews been on the ice instead of, say, oh, I don't know, Wayne Simmons, the Leafs might have potted a couple more. But Wayne, I didn't even know Wayne Simmons was still on the team, right. to be honest with you. Right. We're watching, going, wait a second, who's that 24? That's Wayne Simmons! I honestly, I don't know when the last time he played. I mean, you know, he's been in the press box the whole time. But uh, suffice it to say that Wayne Simmons is not the answer for Austin Matthews. Um... And, um, you know, Matthew's only with 20 goals this year. Just people are like, oh, my God, he had 60 last year. 60, and he's only got 20. Yeah, but there's 40, there's 39 games to go. We know this guy's capable of scoring four goals in a game. Right. His so, I, game. you know, and how many times have you said, well, you're not having a very good season. You know, he's projected. Is that the word they use? Right. No, on pace. I fucking hate that. If you he's on pace to score. Come on, stop it. Right now he's on pace to score 40, which is a huge disappointment after scoring 60. But he's on pace doesn't mean shit. I guarantee you if he scores four goals in his next game or, or four goals in the next two games, 
And he's got 24 now. It's like, oh, wow. Now he's on pace to score. Like, Come on. <laughs> Look, 40? That's David Clarkson numbers. We expect more from Austin. Come on. You know, the team's playing very well. Okay? I mean, imagine. I mean, I don't know. If, if Austin Matthews had 40 goals at this point and the Leafs weren't playing that well, would you be okay? Well, he's got 40. Right. And we know who the Leafs are going to play in the playoffs anyway. They're playing Tampa. We've oh. known this since November. Boston <laughs> wins the division. Right. Two plays three. Right. So we know that the Leafs are playing Tampa. So these games are, I don't know. Have we punched our ticket yet? Uh, Brian points out he's here. We have Nick not a bit scanned now. our pass yet. No, <laughs> punched our ticket. What is this, train travel? Anyway, an undisclosed injury. We don't know. They're not saying. What's the matter with Austin Matthews? Upper body, lower body? No, it's undisclosed. Okay? And then, of course, now you've got the people. Well, I think he might have, he might be sick. Oh, really? Well, that's different. How do you put that? Is that upper body, lower body? Is it respiratory? What is it? Come on. The guy, like, you know, if, if any team could afford to have their best player missing for a period of time, it's the Leafs right, right. now. The Leafs could lose five in a row and still be fine. No problem at all. Nobody chasing them. So this is the time where you rest your best player. It could be a recurring wrist injury. It could be, some people are saying he's been hurt all season. I hate when I hear, oh, he's been hurt all season. Every player's like that. Every single player has some nagging injury for the season. So, well, it was, it's been bothering him all year. Yeah, I get it. He should have wrist surgery. He shouldn't have wrist surgeries. Re, whatever. It could be that shot that he took from Ben back in the Dallas game. You know, you got all the Zabruder film guys, all the right. the, 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 the nerds and nitwits going, well, let's, wait a second, uh, his second shift of the game against the Carolina. Back, you know, that could be it right there. Let's slow it down. Back it up. Take a look. That There you go. Look at the wincing. Right. Yeah, like every time a player winces, that must have been where the injury took place. Come on, it's hockey. Violent sport. Now that we've punched our ticket, Hebsey, uh, let's shut this guy down, man. Like, what is, there's no rush at all. Right, exactly. Exactly. Take as much time as you need. Right. Give some other guys some some opportunities. Like that kid last night. What was his name last night? McMahon? Was that it? Scored his first NHL goal. Nope, nope, not a goal. You can't <laughs> kick it, even though you're not kicking it towards the net. You can't kick it anyway near the crease, kick it, and if it goes in off somebody, it doesn't count. Like, that's dumb. Like, if he was kicking it towards the net, right? Towards the net, trying to score, and it went off a defender, that, you know, that's different. The kicking motion was intended to score. But that, he was trying to kick it from his, like, from his skate up to his stick, and it went off the defender. It's stupid. The poor guy. There's his first NHL goal. Not so fast. <laughs> oh, my God. And that just goes to show you about the way sports is now, that you can't even celebrate. You can't even, for a second, go, yeah, because you've got to wait for the official word. And when you've got thousands of people that say, he scores, yeah, you got to wait a second. It's offside. What percentage of goals has, I know you don't have the answer, but uh, the, what percentage of goals do you think are called back? It's still very, very, very low. I think you can probably, in most cases, you can celebrate and then... You know, I, I don't know. All I, I think that... I think if you were to take the number of all the goals that were scored and how many of them were reviewed, like right. they're all a goal sure. is always reviewed. Sure. Right. Yeah. But how many of the go, how many times has a team scored a goal and the goal has been reviewed and it's taken time before the decision either, either way, 10%. it's a good goal or it's, or it's no goal. <laughs> how much time have we had to wait for the zebras over there? Wait a second. Now he's taking off the headset. He's coming to center ice. He's turning right. his microphone on. Let's see what it's going to be. Oh, we have a guest in the, we're live on your YouTube channel after I figured out how to make it public. And uh, <laughs> it's been a while, Hebsey. Uh, but 3.8%, that's a very precise guest, 
guess, not a guess, but I'm a guest, uh, Brian Gerstein. So a 3.8% of goals are reviewed or, or called back, I should say. Are called back. Called back, yeah. But how many, but Brian, how many, what's the percentage of goals that have been reviewed and the goal has stood? Or, or, or it was Brian. called no goal and it was changed to a goal. <laughs> right. Get back to me. Get back to us. Okay, so Matthews, so the Leafs can afford to lose some games. Yeah. Get Matthews healthy. Have met his absolute best when you hit the playoffs and you take on Tampa Bay because you're going to need him. Barely past the halfway point for crying out loud of this game. It's like ridiculous. And, and you, you know, let's remember, we'll win more games than we lose even without Austin Matthews. Very true. Very true. Um, <laughs> so Boston is not going to go in anytime soon. They've lost five games all year. The fifth uh, was their first home loss this season. And it, it it fell to the amazing Seattle Kraken. Listen to this team, Seattle. It's like, yeah. what, their second year in the league, right? Yeah. Okay, so they've won seven games in a row, six of them on the road. They started their road. They, they won a game um, at home to uh, the Islanders. Then they won on the road in Edmonton, Toronto, Ottawa, Montreal, Buffalo, and now Boston. And Boston has not lost all year at home. Wow. And they skunked them 3 nothing. Wow. Anybody know who the top scorer is for the Seattle Kraken? Anybody? Anybody? Top scorer for the Seattle Kraken? Who is it? Andre Burakovsky. Wow. 35 points in 41 games. Wow. Their goalie is Martin Jones. 20 wins, 5 losses, and 3 ties. Would that be ties? No, that'd be overtime losses. Overtime losses. Uh, Right. He's been amazing. (laughs) And the Kraken has been fantastico. And so now that Boston can be beaten at home, guess who's in there tomorrow night? The Leafs should be a terrific game. Maybe Matthews is ready to come back. I don't know, but even if, if he's if he's not okay, that's fine too. Now that Boston's angry, what's the betting line on that? I, I don't know. But Boston uh, could lose five in a row at home now. Once they've been, you know, right. once the once they found the chink in the Boston armor at right. the TD Bank, whatever arena they what do they call that arena? Uh, TD isn't it TD, TD Garden Waterhouse TD Waterhouse TD Center, Garden huh? something like that yeah <laughs> something like that. Just remind them what the T stands for. Toronto, Toronto. <laughs> Um, so tomorrow night in Boston, um, got to rest. We, we've got to rest this guy undisclosed. Can you tell us about his injury? I'm sorry. It's undisclosed. Sorry. That's undisclosed. I you, say, you know, bring him back like two weeks before the playoffs. Let him get him, you know, so yeah, sure let him go over to Arizona, off, uh, get yeah. fully 100% healthy. There you go. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little bit of basketball. The Raptors are hanging in there. They're hoping to climb up the Eastern conference ladder after a 124, 114 win over uh, Charlotte, the Hornets. Pascal Siakam with 35.7 rebounds. He was 11 of 13 from the field shooting and 10 of 12 from the charity stripe. Pretty good. Raptors tied for 10th. That's the final playoff spot of the East. They're 19 and 23. So you know how it works, right? It's uh, if you're seventh, eighth, Ninth and tenth in your conference, you do the play-in thing, right? Right, right, and then you can advance. So the Raptors are—they're in the thick of that. And there's people saying, "Well, dude, is that what we want? We want a play-in spot and then get bounced in the first round or the second round of the playoffs? Do we want that? Or come on, come on! You've got a team that you know when everyone's healthy and they're on the floor, they're a pretty good team. Are they the best in the East? No. Um, are they playoff worthy? I think they are. You got some good players and you got a good coach. And you've still got Siakam and OG and Van Vliet from your championship team and Boucher. And, you know, you need their Gary Trent's juniors and, and you need your, you know, your, your precious Achoas and your Colocos and guys like that to come through. So the Raptors, uh, 19 and 23, host Atlanta tomorrow night. Then they hit the road. They got to play in New York at Madison Square Garden in Milwaukee. And um, then they come home. Uh, then they're in Minnesota. 
And then they come home next Thursday to host the Celtics. So that's Eek. a tough trip, man. That's going to be awfully difficult. You know, these Raptors, they, it feels to me like they're in that mushy middle. This is Nowheresville, yeah. man. Like, remember, the Leafs lived there until they scorched the earth and ended up with Marner and Matthews. Like, it's it's terrible, you know? I know, but uh, they're and they're not that bad. That's just it. If right. you tank, you know, you've got to go way down. There's some really bad teams in the NBA. Like, but, but you know what? They're exciting to watch. They are. And for the most part, they're never really out of a game. You've yeah, got but, guys uh, that can get on fire, but their shooting has got to get better. It just has to. If you're going to shoot threes, you're going to live by the three, you're going to die by the three. This team, this mushy middle Raptor team, needs a draft pick, right? Like, they said, well, we won two in a row. What did we win? Two well, in a row? No, 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 no. You, you need Scotty Barnes to play the way he did as a rookie last year. You need a few things to happen. But Several take it things. easy. 19 and 23 is not the worst record in a row, and this team is capable of running, running off some wins. They're a good team. Uh, are they good enough? Well, we're going to find out. That's can this team win a playoff round, Hebsey Man? I think they can. I think they can. I think when they're all healthy, they are. They're a good team. They're good. That's just me. Okay, mushy middle. Here we go. Mushy middle. Like this is like those uh, Kessel Fanuf Leaf teams, right? Like they're not bad. You know, they could win around. Yeah, they don't. But anyway. yeah, I know what you mean. All right, it's NFL Wild Card Weekend. Mike's got his uh, Doug Flutie uh, right. Buffalo Bills jersey on there. I got the even Buffalo though he's a Bills. Trumper now, which actually really Bills. has me I thinking know. this. Uh, and he does those cryogenics commercials yeah. with Frank Thomas. You know, you want me to burn this on the? No, 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 no. It's like you know, peel off the flutie, at the and back. she'll love it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's two old guys standing on the. Oh, on the I feel tea. greasy. <laughs> anyway, so we're Bills fans, right here. I got my Bills cap. He's got his uh, flutie jersey on, right? And the Bills uh, are Sunday at one o'clock hosting the Miami Dolphins, um, and they are thirteen and a half point favorites. Buffalo, wow. thirteen and a half points. I'd still take uh, Buffalo. I would too. I think they could win by forty. Um, <laughs> And the wild card weekend, this is beautiful because it starts Saturday and it's like nonstop. So Saturday at 4.30, you got the San Francisco 49ers hosting Seattle. San Fran, a nine and a half point favorite. A lot of people picking them to go all the way to the Super Bowl and maybe winning it. They're a good squad. At 8.15, Saturday night, the Jacksonville Jaguars hosting a playoff game against the L.A. Chargers. L.A. is a two and a half point favorite on the road in Jacksonville. Uh, Sunday, it's the Bills in Miami at 1 o'clock. The Vikings, a three-point pick in Minnesota against the Giants, is the 4 o'clock game. And then the Baltimore Ravens travel to Cincinnati, where the Bengals are a a 9.5-point favorite. That's um, Sunday night. And there is a Monday night playoff game, yeah, too. Weird. Saturday, no, come on, as much as you can. NFL, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Don't forget, Monday, 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 Monday. But, but some teams will have more rest than other teams. Absolutely. Monday, Monday, Monday. Tampa Bay Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. And Tom Brady, Brady, Brady. Newly divorced, divorced. Or a two and a half point underdog at home to the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Dallas in Tampa Bay, Monday night playoffs. That's a big one. That's a big one. Meanwhile, the Eagles and the Chiefs get first-round buys because they had the best records in their respective conferences, although the Bills would have, but they didn't get to play that other game. Ah, It's a whole thing like that. Uh, By the way, I had suggested it. Was it last week? I think it was that they could play in Indianapolis. It would be a good halfway. But Indy, no. Indy had already said, no, no, no. I wasn't aware of this at the time. They were like, no, no, no. We've got to... We've got something going on. All the hotels are booked. They got conferences conventions going on. Conventions, whatever it is. So, so... If there, if there is a game between the Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs, the number two and number one seeds in the AFC, that game will be played in Atlanta okay. at Mercedes-Benz Stadium January 29th at 6.30 p.m. So Atlanta, Mike, is a 13-and-a-half-hour drive from Buffalo. How far do you think it is from Kansas City? No idea. Tell me. To Atlanta. Is it longer than 13-and-a-half hours? 
I actually don't know. What, what or is, is it shorter than 13 the, minutes? Uh, 13 and a half hour drive if you're map? from Buffalo. If you're from KC, how long of a drive? 12 and a quarter hours. Okay. So it's less of a drive from KC, but it's still a long drive. But still, you're going to have time if there's a, if there's that game to be played uh, indoors at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. And these fans, is that a, is that one day or do they, they take turns driving? What's the deal there? You you and your buddy each take shifts and you do do it all in one haul? 13 like, hours? Like, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I don't know because my own no, no, no. Trips. You get up at five in the morning and you hit okay. the road, man. And you're, you know, you're at Just your, checking. you're at your hotel. What if you're the only the, driver? You well, still do that in one day? Well, uh, it depends how old you are. I don't know, man. Uh, like 13, I personally, thirteen and a half hours, I couldn't day. do by myself. Right. If I was younger, I'd have to split. I'd have to, you know, you'd have to stop a couple of, more than a couple of times because we did seven hours. You know, when we went to uh, Piners, and seven is plenty. You know, that's, you that's know, about my cap, I think, for one day. Seven. Anyway, good luck to everybody if you're you're following your NFL teams this weekend because the NFL playoffs are fabulous. The Toronto Blue Jays acquired Brandon Belt earlier this week yeah. um, and now look to have their lineup set with a few minor tweaks expected. More pitching would be nice, but for now, the Jays look pretty solid. You got Vladdy and Belt at first base. You got Espinal, Merrifield, or uh, Biggio to play second with the latter two also slotted for reserve outfield duty because they can all play the outfield. Uh, Bo plays short. Espinal would back him up. Chapman at third, also backed up by Espinal or, or Biggio or, or Merrifield. Could pro- I think if you're a middle infielder, you could probably play any infield position, right? Right. So you got lots of depth and lots of, uh, uh, lots of choices there. Lefty, righty, whatever. In the outfield, you got left-handed hitting Varsho, Dalton Varsho, left-handed hitting Kiermaier, in center and uh, right-handed hitting George Springer, your leadoff hitter in right field, Kirk and Jansen catching, pretty good. Manoa, Gosman, Berrios, Chris Bassett, who they acquired this year. Yeah. Uh, Kikuchi, we'll see ya. <laughs> Mitch White, I don't know. Some kid comes up, maybe. I don't know. Eventually, uh, Hyun Jin Ryu. Right. In the bullpen. Don't I don't know, man. Not Julian Merriweather. They uh, they had to DFA him, but you got Nate Pearson, maybe. And you got, of course, Jordan Romano at the back end and a few other guys whose names I forget that they required because, generally speaking, relievers are, I don't want to say a dime a dozen. There's lots of guys that can throw 100 miles an hour in relief. There's tons of guys like that, hard throwers. And I can't remember the name of the kid they just picked up, Julian Fernandez, something like that. But this typical guy who can, who can throw, he could throw a ball through a car wash and it wouldn't get wet. The only problem is, is that he couldn't always hit the car wash. And Jays have lots of guys like this. They can throw 100 miles an hour, but they don't know where the ball's going. And, of course, Nate Pearson is the prime example of that. So we'll see how that shakes out. should be very interesting. Can I ask a question about sure. the, uh, the the Bills and Chiefs in uh, Atlanta? Yeah. Is there sections for each city? Like, if you buy it from Buffalo, you're on one side. I would think so. I would city? think the allotment of tickets. Remember, too, the home team would normally get, you know, more obviously because you got your season ticket holders. But a place like Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which holds 70,000 people, right? I'm pretty sure could accommodate, you know, it's like, you know, the Bills have this many tickets allotted for them, and the Chiefs have this many tickets. And 30, they have sections, 35,000 like sections. For sure. And here like the Bills soccer. will sit on this side, and the Chiefs will sit on that side. So you're, you would get your tickets through the, the Bills. If you had Bills season's tickets, I'm sure the Bills right now Mm-hmm. are saying, you know, for those season ticket holders, if this game exists, here's how you get your tickets. It's part of your playoff package or whatever the deal is. TSN Plus. Oh, yeah. Talk to me about this. I thought of you when I heard about is, this. Uh, so. Is here for a free trial. So it's a streaming service. And it's going to give fans a chance to watch events that aren't popular enough to go on one of the five TSN channels or however many they've got. You know what I mean? And so a lot of times we're like, hey, how come we can't watch the, the Felix uh, tennis match? Or how come we can't see the Canadian golfers at the Sony Open? Mm-hmm. Well, now uh, TSN has gone the way of, you know, a lot of these other services, ES- ESPN+, Plus, a streaming service that offers you now 
because it's streaming multiple platform, multiple channels that you can watch the live stream of your favorite golfer or a tennis match that doesn't uh, feature Novak Djokovic or whatever, or, or uh, an NBA game that's not on the regular TSN, one of the five channels. And so last night, for example, the Leaf game is on one of the TSN channels, and there's other hockey games, regional hockey games, that are on the other TSN channels. So if you wanted to watch the Sony Open Golf, mm-hmm. you're SOL. But if you've got TSN Plus, uh, you know, the streaming service, you can log on to that and you can watch... That, you know, the, the golf. It's not on TSN television, but it is on the uh, okay. streaming service. So there are PGA, like sanctioned PGA events that don't make it to TSN television. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, no, no. It's, it's, uh, is TSN covering that entire event? You know what I mean? Are they covering it start to finish? Is it on one of their channels? Or is it happen to be running up against uh, the NFL, which TSN is running NFL games, for example? Are you, Mr. Hebsher, sports fanatic? Are you uh, you going to be getting uh, some TSN Plus in your life? I think so. I think so because there's a lot of times where I want to watch tennis or or you know or golf or or I don't know NBA or whatever you know whatever else. And it's not. And I'm flipping. And I'm like, oh, how come it's not on the TSN channels? Well, that's because TSN's got uh, you know they got Major League Baseball package or they've got the NFL package or right. they, you know stuff like that. So you can you can watch it. So yeah, I'll check it out. Okay, I have a question about F1. Do you know anything like like somebody on, uh, I'm in this uh, DM group and there was chatter about, is F1, is it moving to TSN Plus or is it still on like regular TSM? There's just like bonus coverage or maybe this is something you're not uh, sure of at this point. I think that uh, with, with the, the streaming that, yes, there would always be a feed of something that's going on. And uh, they have F1, they already have rights to F1. So yeah. I guess if F1 has F1 Plus or F1 behind the scenes or whatever, that would also be available on the TSN streaming service. But if you wanted to see an F1 race, that's still on your TSN television. Oh, yeah. I would think you right? could also stream it. Okay. That would so make sense. For the diehard. Well, that would make diehard. sense. Yeah. Like if you don't have the television, but you have the streaming service, it would make sense yeah. Bonus that coverage. you could also get that on the streaming service. Okay. I would think. But okay. I would say, you know, contact your local retailer. But right? Mr. Hebsher, since you're going to be. Uh, doing this free trial you could report back and let us all know like wh- how are you enjoying your tsn yeah. plus and yeah. what's the price do you know no no it's free right now but yeah, i don't but, know what it is yeah. but i mean I, if i get into it i don't know get you addicted and then it's uh we'll see. 20 bucks a month or whatever we'll see the new netflix series Breakpoint, begins streaming uh, i think tonight or tomorrow this weekend so again this is based on the drive to survive series which just people went nuts over and is really well done it's just excellent production value is all I can say. When you get behind the scenes mm-hmm. uh, in, you know, in anything, but behind the scenes at, you know, the multi-million, billion-dollar racing and the equipment and the, the and personalities involved and the pressure to win, right? And, and again, as the series suggests, drive to survive. And, I mean, if you don't do well, guess what? You're off the team. McLaren doesn't need you. Ferrari doesn't need you. Right? Right. So really interesting stuff. So I'll be uh, looking forward to that because, uh, you know, the tennis especially, I think, is such an individual sport. It's just, you know, you're, it's lonely. You're lonely. You're hitting with a hitting partner. Uh, you don't necessarily, you don't have a roommate, for example. You're kind of on your own out there. And you're, when you're on the court in singles, you're on your own. There's nobody else to blame. It's you and the opponent. So I'm interested in seeing that. And then eventually, I think coming soon also from Netflix is uh, Full Swing, a look behind the scenes at the PGA Tour. Same thing. I got to ask you about a comment that just came into your uh, YouTube channel about drive to survive. So I'm just, I only learned about it yesterday, but this is some, it's going to be like when we used to watch that uh, before the outdoor classic, they would have that uh, yeah. HBO. Yeah, it, yeah, it was behind great. the scenes, right. Like Ovechkin versus Crosby. I remember how great that was. Yeah, I guess like, yeah. whoa, this is, and it looked good. Documentary and they, style, yeah. And they did that effect where like, 
the people always look like their eyes were wet. Do you remember that? What's that? You know that effect? Like where you, it's like, uh, oh, the, it's like the eyes are like wet. Do you know, did that make sense? Anyway. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what? Maybe it's my eyes that were wet. Maybe. <laughs> okay, so there's a comment is about drive. No, not drive to survive. Uh, what's it called? Breakpoint. Breakpoint is what yeah. I mean to ask about. Breakpoint is this new tennis Netflix series. And uh, there's a comment on the YouTube channel that it's for non-tennis fans. Oh, I guess I will watch it then. <laughs> what? Like, I mean, I don't even know how that could be true. If you're getting behind, if you're getting Wait to see second. people's personalities Wait. behind the scenes, uh, how that sounds like it's for everyone, including obviously tennis fans, right? Mike, when did the when did the comments from YouTube hijack this show? Always, but now that you're in person, I can interrupt you easier. I, I know, but I mean, <laughs> but where's the relevance here? Somebody who's listening to the show. The relevance on is that you're a, you're a tennis have, having not seen the show, <laughs> having seen, seen a one minute trailer of this, right? To have the audacity, the gall to suggest <laughs> that this is not for tennis fans, right? Only non tennis fans, as if you know, hey, all you non tennis fans, put your hands up. <laughs> like, who's going to admit to being a non tennis <laughs> fan? Come on, get rid of that person. You know, block them. I'm blocking you. Block this person. I would Where never. were we on this show, Mike? It used <laughs> I, to be I, such a good show. Yeah, but here, before we this get it back on track, This used to be such a good though, show before you, the YouTubers took over. You're a massive... <laughs> you invited them in, Hepsi. You're a massive tennis fan. I'm not a massive tennis fan. Yes, you fan. are. I'm not. Brian Gerstein's a massive but tennis fan. But you're a big tennis fan. You you stay up till three in the morning to watch Australian Open It depends uh, who's playing. I'm not going to do... No, but I, you can but be But I don't playing. have to be up at 6 a.m. with my eight kids. You know, getting them off to school. I can sleep in as late That's as my, I want. It's different for you and my me. My witchy Yes, hour. I'm a big, I am. I, so, I really enjoy tennis. And you are, just for the record, you're excited to watch Breakpoint because you're going to see these personalities, these these uh, tennis players. You're going to get some behind the scenes. I'm as excited to see Breakpoint as I am to see the new season of Ted Lasso. The new season of, okay. the, oh, how about the new season of um, Your Honor starts tonight. Okay. Show, yeah, okay. That's what I'm talking about. So I'm a fan of it. I'm a non-fan of it. I'm sorry. This is this show is for not for people who because. are fans of police dramas. If <laughs> you're a fan of police dramas, don't watch this show. It's not for you. It's it for him. Police. It's for him over right. there. But if I can just now, I'll speak really quickly here. That imagine, imagine for a minute, you're making a uh, tennis documentary series with behind the scenes tennis footage and it's like yeah this isn't for tennis fans are you kidding me are you kidding me yeah, yeah this is a big thing deep dive into tennis but not for people who actually love tennis that's ridiculous mike there's too many contrarians that listen okay. to the show and you let them post on youtube because they go i hope mike reads my note on youtube well, to mark a, i like about this guy. 10 non-tennis fans world. being fans of tennis this is not for tennis fans. Yes. If you're a tennis fan, don't. In fact, we, we, we called it the wrong thing. We shouldn't have called it break point. We should have called it fuck tennis. Yeah, if you hate Can tennis, this is for you. For tennis haters only. For Christ's sake. Moose Grumpy's on your side. Uh, says drive to survive. Played to both fans and non-fans of F1. Listen, and I mean. point will do the same. If someone says to you, who is this show for? Right? People that like to be entertained. How about that? If someone was to say, don't listen to Hebsey on sports, it's only for non-sports fans. Right. Who, by the way, do listen. Because someone will say, I don't know much about sports, but I like your show because you teach me the odd thing or I'm entertained. <laughs> it's entertainment. If someone said to you, would you like to be entertained by a show? What's it about? 
It's, it's about, about auto racing. No, oh, yeah. I love auto racing. Why would I watch that show? Fuck, <laughs> geez. Okay. Uh, baseball. Let's talk baseball because uh, yeah. pitchers and catchers report in, I don't know, 32 days. Or whatever. Wow, it's coming. Um, more changes in baseball. Are By you going the- to spring training? No. Okay. Disappointed? No, not going to spring training. Um, the electronic strike zone is here to stay. The electronic strike zone will be used in all 30 AAA ballparks beginning this year, 2023. That from ESPN. Seemingly another significant step towards the implementation of the technology that we all hate, but we all have to eventually embrace at the big league level. So it's not in the mejor leagues yet, but trust me when I tell you, it's going to be there soon because it's in AAA this year. So it's called the ABS, not the automatic braking system, automatic balls and strikes, (sighs) ABS. It's kind of like WWF. Oh, it's the World Wrestling Federation. Oh, not so fast. It's a World Wildlife <laughs> Fund. You can't use that. So ABS is the automatic balls and strike system. It's going to be deployed in two different ways. Half of Class AAA, half the games, will be played with all of the calls determined by an electronic strike zone. And the other half will be played with an ABS challenge system similar to that used in pro tennis. Mm. Right? Right. We're, like the yeah. challenge. Right. right. Each team will be allowed three challenges per game. Oh, that'll slow the game up. With teams retaining challenges in cases when they are proved correct. And MLB's intention is to use the data and feedback from both systems over the full slate of games to inform future choices. Makes good sense. Right? That's, that's why they have the minor leagues, right? Now, I don't know, Mike. You know, I I don't like seeing an ump make a bad call when the when you can clearly see that the ball was in the strike zone. Right. And we're all experts now, right? So so I, is it that much of a stretch when the ball hits the strike zone and you go, that's a strike, and it goes, beep, strike, yeah. instead of waiting for the ump to make the call? Or if the ump makes the call and it's wrong, it's a wrong call. You can challenge going, look at that, the strike, beep, it was in this beep, strike. The time has come. Get it right. Let's get it right. Get it right. Let's get it right. That's all it comes down to. We're going to get it right. And, you know, over the years, watching baseball has really changed. If you look at the amount of time it takes to play a game, it's incredibly long. It just takes so much time. So this year, they are adding the pitch clock. That, to me, is going to be the most interesting thing, to see some of these guys out there who are used to just taking their time, mopping their brow, uh, pawing at the rubber, looking in for the sign, you know, adjusting themselves. And you got 15 to 20 seconds. Let's just see what kind of an effect that has. Ebsy, you know, these playoff games start at whatever, 8.07 or whatever it is, and then uh, it's after midnight when these games wind down. I don't know who the hell... I mean, that's this is like it's not for baseball fans. I'm just kidding. It's it's only for baseball fans because everybody else is like, I got to get to work in the morning. Right. Come on. But you know, baseball is the perfect sport where you can get stuff done while the game's going on. It's yeah. true. I mean, I know a lot of people, and I'm the same way. Okay, outside for ball two, two and zero. Oh. As soon as I see that ball is outside, I got time. I got 45 seconds. Well, now I've only got 15 to 20 right. seconds. Right. But we're used to like, oh, I can switch over here. I can check my, my device. Multitask. I can multitask easily for baseball. Baseball you know is the best that? sport for Soccer's baseball. tough for that. I'm watching these World Cup matches, and it's like relentless. It's like for 45 minutes, you're kind of staring at a TV. Like there is right. no multitasking time, really. Well, this there is, is if you're listening to the announcer. If the ball's, if the play, happens quickly. If the play's in the middle of the field or whatever, you know, and you're doing something else and you hear, and you hear, oh, the little break. And now you know, I better look over there because, right. you know, somebody's counterattacking or, you know, the ball's into the box or sure. something like that. Sure. All right. In golf, it's the Sony Open in Hawaii. Hmm. So Hawaii is, two, three, four, I think it's five time zones behind us. Okay. So you see LA, LA is, is it six time zones behind six us? Six hours. Yeah. Okay. So six. So LA is three hours behind. Yeah. And Hawaii is another three hours behind that. Right. So, so they don't even, like, you, when you're watching TV for the golf, you're watching it. It's like 
it's six o'clock at night here. It's noon in Hawaii. So really you can watch nighttime golf, right? Like, you know, right. this early morning stuff in Europe. What's going on? Nothing. These guys haven't teed off yet for crying out loud. It's nine 35 here. It's, it's, it's three 30 in the morning there. Right. They're not even, they haven't finished throwing up from the night before. Went out drinking. Uh, we got a tie atop the leaderboard at six under par off the opening round. Top Canadians, I don't even know who's up there. Justin Spear or Jordan Spieth is up there. Doesn't matter. It's only the first round. Top Canadians are Adam Svensson and Corey Connors at one under. Nick Taylor at even. Mackenzie Hughes, three, uh, two over par. And Michael Gligic is at uh, plus five. But it's early. The Sony Open. And of course, it's sort of the unofficial official. Like the, the PGA season never ends. You know, it used to actually end in the fall. Right. And then you had the silly season, which was the uh, the skins games and the shootouts and the stuff like that. And then and then the, the tour be, would begin, like, you know, in January in Hawaii, right? A couple of them in Hawaii. And then in California, you do that trip. And then you end up in Florida because of nice weather. And then by the time, like, April rolls around, you're ready for the Masters and, you know, start playing up north, that kind of a thing. So it's the Sony Open, and it's good. It's good money and all that. And you got some good players. Will you be watching? I'll watch some of it. I'll watch some. Uh, Novak Djokovic is allowed in Australia. He's there. No issues. No problems like the last couple of years. No, you know. Oh, so you're not vaxxed. It's okay. Come on in. So he's the number one seed at the Australian Open. And the tournament director of the Australian Open says, if anyone boos Novak Djokovic, wow. they'll be immediately removed from the venue. This is the tournament director before the tournament saying, I don't want to hear any booing wow. of Novak. Now, how are you going to stop someone going, you know, Djokovic to serve? Motherfucker! Right? <laughs> Somebody yelling out there, fuck you, Djokovic, you prick. Gone. Up, oh, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to throw that person out. Mr. Hebsher has been removed That's weird, from the man, because, you know, sometimes Djokovic deserves to be booed. He just does. And now you're telling, and is this going to be true for every player? There will be no booing. But is there a lot of booing at the Australian Open? Uh, I, can't, I don't know. Booing, I can't hissing, it. whatever it is. I don't know if there is a lot, but, that's, more of a but to say Cup there's thing. no booing allowed, right. right? You know, how about how about Bronx cheer? Can I go? <laughs> is that like a boo? What if? Can I hiss? Have you ever heard anyone hiss before? Hiss. <laughs> or they whistle like in Europe when they don't like what's going on. They don't boo. They whistle, right? When they're upset. Anyway. Anyway. I'll be listening for Different that. Different culture. I'll that's be listening for, sure. for that. I'll be listening for some. I, if I was a ventriloquist, I would throw my voice and have someone else boo and get kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> if you could throw your voice. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, the first round begins. It's underway. Uh, Felix Auger Aliasim gets fellow Canuck Vasek Pashpashil in the first round. I never liked those. I mean, what do we got? We got five, five or four or five Canadian men. Oh, yeah. And and, we, and the first round, two Canadians against you. That's not fair. That's no good. So. You know, we know we're going to get a Canuck in the second round. It's likely going to be Felix. I can't see Vasek knocking him off. And Felix knows his game too. Denis Shapovalov gets a Dusan Lavovic from Serbia in the opening round of there. On the women's side, the distaff side, Bianca Andrescu gets the number 25 seed, Marie Buzkova, tonight. While Leila, Leila, Lila Fernandez <laughs> takes on Francis Alize Cornet in the opening round tomorrow. Um... That's about all I wrote for today because, you know, normally, Mike, I'm, I'm in my home studios. I'm sitting in my pajamas writing the show. Well, you know, and then and then it's like, oh, okay, you know, I'll uh, grab a shower here and then I'm ready to go. And you're faster in person, I I'll think. I'll put than, my uh, camera to here and we'll yeah. talk about a bunch of stuff. Like, But today I was a, not rushed, but it was like, okay, I'm gonna, what else? What else <laughs> do I want to talk about? I think I, I 
made some. Well, that's that's just for the record. You did drive here. You didn't get on your like snowshoes and make your trek here in the snow because it's a rare rare snow day in Toronto. I never thought I'd say that, but it hasn't snowed <laughs> in a while. But hey, this is an opportunity for us to talk about. Maybe we can have a little like off uh, like a little meeting about questions or, or or how you want to approach the interview that you and I are conducting with Richard Griffin. Why, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Why am I conducting an interview? No, no, no. You, what are you here no, for? No, no, no. You're the one conducting the interview. It's yeah, yeah, show. okay. But what are you going to do? Just be, it's your show. I don't know. I can't. I'm going to mute I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's not my show. This okay. is the show I worry about. My show. Right. You got your show. You invited me on. You invited Richard Griffin on. Right. The subject's going to be baseball, Blue Jays and well, Expos specifically. It's be Richard, yeah. The stories that you can tell, what happened you know, you're asking what so happened. At the that's Blue where Jays? you're going to be great because I mean, obviously, I have a clip of uh, Rick Monday and I have a clip of El Perfecto, uh, uh, El Presidente, why, El Perfecto. Why, why? Why do you? Why would you bring that stuff up? Well, why, the, why that was a good one. That's why would one. you bring that up? It's so Expos fans don't even have a team anymore. Spo- I doubt so they're still painful. upset over. Go over the Blue Monday thing again. Yeah, well, bring I just back that again. Sure, of course. I don't care. I'm, I'm a Jays fan, but uh, you know. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, being there for, uh, I guess he, when does he come, when, do you know when Richard Griffin uh, comes to Toronto? Is it after the strike? Like it's in 95, maybe? Uh, from Montreal? Yeah. Uh, I don't, you're going to have to ask him that. Okay, I think you're he comes here, I think that. it's like 95 or whatever, and then he That's takes that job right. at the Jays. Yeah, I don't think he was, no, he wasn't covering the Jays when they won the World Series two no, years in right. a row. He, he was with the Expos. Right. I think he was with the Expos up till 94 when they had the best record in all of baseball. Exactly. And then the, and then the strike wiped it out. So yeah, it could be. I think you're right. I think 95 would have been about right. So he comes when in Roger the, Clemens comes. So yeah. he starts. He's writing for the Star. Right. He's writing baseball, and, I, and he's a columnist. He's a he's yeah. a baseball columnist. Right. An outstanding writer, and and he did that for quite a while. And uh, yeah. Then he got an offer he couldn't refuse to uh, work for the Blue Jays, and that's where he was until like uh, 20 minutes ago that's or whatever. Right. So we're gonna find out why he left the Jays. Yeah, we'll get some good Montreal story. But did you know? Here's a fun fact. When I'm doing my research. The man is born and raised in Jamaica. No, I didn't know that, man. Yeah. So we can. he fell in love with baseball from Jamaica, where he was uh, living, obviously. And then, uh, so we're going to get the whole Richard Griffin story. Now, I was thinking, did you want, like, it's up to you. Did you want Richard Griffin and you and me uh, to go live on your YouTube channel? Or would that violate some kind of, like, would you care if it goes on your no, YouTube channel? No, of course not. Okay, because I'm going to. Well, the more the merrier. Okay. Because if somebody doesn't like this show. Right. Yeah, this sucks. He's fucking horrible. Let's flip over to the other thing he did today. Or or it could be the worst thing. It's like, Jesus Christ, if he's bad, why would I want to listen to him on another podcast for crying out loud? And in my mind, it's like, I have some great stories to tell, but should I save these for the Toronto Mike podcast with well, Richard Griffin? You can do it in or both. Or do I use... No, I can't do them different both. Different audiences. Mike. There's it's some overlap. It's bullshit. Well, it's not different audiences. I mean, there's it's some just, overlap. There'll be some overlap. Do you but think Gene Velitis is going to hear you some, I don't want to hear someone go, I just fucking heard him tell this story 15 minutes ago on his other <laughs> podcast. Or worse. First, they listen to your right. podcast first, and then when they go for a jog or a bike ride later, they go, it's just a repeat. There's no talk of... I've been listening lately. I've been listening. Yeah. I've listened to the Keith Olbermann podcast, and lately yeah. he's got a sinus infection. He's been dropping in commentaries that he had done back in the summer, right? You know, this was from back in the summer, and I'm like, right. I Reruns. just, I just, I listened right. to it. Right. I heard the whole thing already. So, But he's right. doing a little setup saying, oh, this is from back in October, and here it is again. Right. I mean, I don't do that stuff like that. Don't be repeating stuff that you've already had on your show. You did do it a couple of times. No, no, but it, no, no. I'm talking within the context right. of his live show. Right. 
Yeah, yeah here's a live you. show, and by the way, and here's a clip of a seven-minute you know commentary end, I did back in October. It's not like you know, it's not like uh, a television show or a radio show where it, back in the day, like it aired and then it was gone into the abyss, like it, and you never would hear from it again. But now with podcasts, like I find podcast listeners are like completists. They pause when they can't listen. And that's they a listen. tragically hip song. <laughs> the completest. Oh, I, you know what I have? That's a tragically hip song. The completest. That's a great song from Music at Work. So, do you know the name uh, David Kynes? Yes. So, he sent me a couple of boxes full of, like, DVDs and CDs. Uh, David Kynes, for those who don't know. What is a DVD, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my problem. I can't listen. So, I've been giving them away. Like, literally, I did an unboxing video, and people are like, hey, I'll take this, I'll take that. And I've been biking it. I did two deliveries yesterday, two the other day. There's been pickups. But anyway, one of the things I'm holding on to, even Mm -hmm. though I can't, Although I think these are CDs, actually, now that I think about it. I could play it because I have a CD player behind me. But this is uh, your favorites. It's a uh, box. Y-E-R. Your your favorites. Right. It's a good one. Uh, Yeah, and it's got some cool, like a cool book. uh, Not available, so I'm not uh, offering this up. I'm just showing off that uh, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it. I but here's it. something I was thinking, and I, I was going to ask you if you wanted it. This one I held on to because I said, if, if you want this, it's yours, Hebsy. That's how much I love you, man. This is a wonderful four-disc box set. Here, tell oh, people what it is. Well, the last waltz by the band was tremendous. It was produced by and directed by Martin Scorsese. So the video, I mean, the movie is tremendous. Yep. Tremendous documentary. Right. And this is the four-CD set with a tremendous book. Look at that. The Last Waltz of the Band. The story of the band. Like, if you would love that. So the background of the band is my late uncle, my dad's mm-hmm. youngest brother, Jerry, yeah. Yeah. was very, very good friends with all these guys in the band. They're around the same age as these guys. And when they came to Toronto as the backup band for Ronnie and the Hawks, uh, they lived, or at least... Well, they were the Hel- Hawks. They were the Hawks, right. 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 They were the Hawks. And so um, they lived, or at least Levon Helm did, mm-hmm. uh, in my grandmother's basement apartment. For, I don't know, like the summer maybe or right. back and forth or and whenever he was in town and he needed a place to crash, he had a room there. And and I think the rent, I think my grandmother charged him like 25 bucks a month. This was a basement apartment, like a cold water flat. Right. You know, and I, I don't know, it had a bed and a dresser and a, you know, and a toilet and you know, that was about it, right? And these guys were working six, seven days a week. They were playing music. They were up till all hours. And she used to, and, and so we didn't know until she died. Mm-hmm. that she never cashed any of his rent checks. Wow. They, so my dad found all these, you know, um, checks right. that had never been cashed from, you know, Levon Helm to amazing. Ethel, Ethel Hebsher. Yeah, Ama- right. That's amazing. I hope he <laughs> held on to... Uh... No, no, he didn't know at the time. They were okay. throwing stuff away, right? Okay. Uh, him and his sisters and all that. But what happened was... Um, so yeah, he, he, he stayed wow. there. And, and, and so my dad wasn't a music, he wasn't a fan of that music, but my uncle, his brother was, and he hung out with these guys. He was very good friends with Levon Helm. He, he told me, he says, Levon Helm, the one thing he wanted more than anything else, he wanted to make enough money so he could buy his mother a washing machine back in Arkansas. Wow. Simple guy. He just right. wanted to make enough money so that his mother wouldn't have to wash clothes by hand. Real simple guy. And he wow. knew Robbie Robertson and... Um, you know, there's all history back there, obviously, but the band, yeah. Well, Levon, of course, uh, much like, uh, yeah, the, the late Romp and, Romp and Ronnie Hawkins, they were Arkansas boys, yep. whereas the rest of the band is Canadian. That's right. That's exactly right. He was and from- he's uh, one of those drummers who sings, like I was like, you know, Phil yeah. Collins or whatever. Like, yeah. uh, I always love it when the drummer is the uh, singer. Yeah. The only problem was, was you listen to their music and go, wow, what great, fantastic musicians. They didn't last very long together. They knew it was over after the second album, and they kind of hung in there. They really disliked each other in a lot of ways. And eventually, Levon felt that since Robbie wrote 
almost all the songs and got all that money that it should have been a shared thing. It should have been, it should have been shared between all five oh. of them. And when, when Richard Manuel died and then later Rick Danko right. died, they should have gotten something from Robbie as far as Levon was concerned. And that, uh, that, uh, the, the chism, chasm, chasm between them was so huge that they never made up. So when he did die a decade or so ago now, right. um, they had not made up, and it was too bad, really too bad. That is too bad. Now I'm looking at this uh, four-disc uh, Last Waltz box yeah. set and stuff, and because I, I, like you, uh, I haven't seen it as many times as you, but I love watching it. But yeah, like that's that the waltz with uh, the staple singers, which I love. And you see uh, that that scene was not part of the Last right. Waltz show. Right. The cameras overheated. Right. And um, and weren't turned on. Could not turn on when the staple singers did their version of it right. so they had to send them all to a sound stage to right. recreate it and if you look at that part of the video they don't even acknowledge the members of the band don't even acknowledge each other interesting like they don't even when the show does when the song's over they just right. walk off the stage with their wow. instruments or whatever it's really creepy but you got you know in addition you got like Joni mitchell neil young Joni mitchell is awesome man yeah. van morrison van morrison Eric was Clapton. awesome yeah Eric Clapton was there ronnie Bob hawkins Dylan, of Rod, course. ronnie hawkins came out and played as well right right he did that um Bo Diddley, I think Bo Diddley was part of Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters, right. Paul so, Butterfield was Paul Butterfield uh, Bluesman, yeah, yeah. Tremendous. Oh my God. Yeah. Amazing music. Amazing. Amazing. The last Amazing. Waltz, yeah. Um, here's the other thing I was going to mention uh, that I forgot about the baseball hall of fame voting. And it's possible that this year nobody gets in. This happened a few years ago, and people were like, Oh, for gosh sakes, how can you how can nobody like get in? How can and then it's like, well, listen, you know, it's not easy to get into the baseball. It's the toughest hall of fame to get into. You know, uh, you could go back and say, well, you know, the old, some of the old timers, this guy didn't make it. He wasn't that good. Whenever you could say that about any sport, but right. baseball is still the toughest to get in. You got to have 75% of the vote. And as it stands right now, maybe, maybe Scott Rowland will get into the hall of fame this Whoa. year. Maybe, wow. but maybe not because the tracker basically is saying guys like Scott Rowland is a maybe Todd Helton is a maybe. Jeff Kent's not going to get in. Billy Wagner's not going to get in. Andrew Jones isn't going to get in. Gary Sheffield isn't going to get in. Andy Pettit's not going to get in. Abreu's not going to get in. Right. Burley's not going to get in. No. A-Rod's not getting in. None of these oh. guys, right? Right. And so you look at it and say, okay, how many years on the ballot? And that's the thing is how many years on the ballot? Now, Scott Rowland's been on the, this is his sixth year on the ballot. And so it's like, okay, you know, he wasn't a first ballot. He wasn't anything, but sixth ballot. Now, remember, when Larry Walker got in, it was his final year on the ballot. And so this is taken into consideration. It's like if a guy's on his last year on the ballot, he's much more likely to get in. Right. And so the more years you've been on that ballot, the better chance you have. And I think Scott Rowland could, might get in this year. And then in, 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 in upcoming years, you have to wait to see who's eligible. Because in every year, there's new guys that are eligible. Sure. Really good players. Maybe first ballot Hall of Famers, right? right. Guys like that. But right now, they're not. They're either still playing or they're they've just yeah. I mean, like like when Pujols is up, he's a first. Oh yeah, he's a, yeah, 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 gamer. yeah. Sure. He's he's probably a first ballot. But again, I don't know who he's up against that right. year. It might be a couple guys who were in their last year of eligibility, and the voter and the writers say, yeah, we can wait in a year for for Albert Pujols. We can wait a year, and you're gonna have the outrage. How is he not in? <laughs> don't worry, he's, he'll be on the ballot next year. He'll get in. Okay, so now that we got Fred McGriff in there, right? We'll Car Carlos Delgado. Yes, that's exactly. How did you know? <laughs> right, because he's the natural, because if it wasn't... Will if, he ever get in? Yeah, Carlos I think Delgado. he will get in. But again, how many years on the ballot? And, 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 and if he doesn't make it on th these ballots here, he's not eligible on this ballot. He's been, 
he'll get in via the veterans committee vote, the, the back doorway, I guess it is. You know, you get in, you get in. Right at the end, it's not like, hey, what was the percentage of the voter? Was it the Veterans Committee that let you in? Do you think it hurt him that he spent so many uh, key years here in Toronto? Like, do you think that works? I don't think so. I think it just, he played during an era where there were lots of really good players. Right. And, you know, the his numbers are very good numbers. But compared to some of the other guys in, in that era that are in the Hall of Fame, they measure up. And, of course, naturally, since he played for the Jays, as did McGriff, and Larry sure. Walker played for the Expos. Sure. We, we're, we're closer to these guys. We want Tim them. Tim Raines, don't forget. Timmy Raines, right. Whereas we're not clamoring for Andrew Jones because Andrew Jones never played for Toronto or Montreal. And yeah, he was a good ball player. But when you watched him play, did you go, that guy's a Hall of Famer? Like, I know when I watched Mark Burley pitch, I never once said, that no. guy's a Hall of Famer. No, no, no. Because it would be a sin to get uh, uh, Burley's in the Hall and Dave Steve is not. Can you oh. imagine that world? Well, there you go. The Dave <laughs> Steve thing, I mean, come on. You've got to. But I don't know if he'll get in. It depends on a lot of things. Wow. And does that, and again, if you're not a Hall of Famer, does that mean that your career was, you know, well, this wasn't that good. He wasn't, didn't make it in the Hall of Fame. There's plenty no, of Gary really, Sheffield had a great career. really good players that aren't in the Hall of Fame. There's, right. there's lots of really good players. The Hall of Really Good. The Hall of Excellent. You know what? I think that's, a, I think that's about it there. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Uh, oh, there we go. That's it for episode 316 of Hebsey on Sports, done live from the, uh, the mothership here, the Toronto Mike Studio. Thanks, as always, to Toronto. Mike, production, inspiration. What else did you say? Oh. I had to play the music and... Musical uh, coordinator? I recorded it. What else? <laughs> I had to get us live on uh, yeah. YouTube. YouTube did watcher? things. YouTube comment uh, catcher? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brian's uh, spokesperson. <laughs> Fart catcher. <laughs> Wayne Brown says great show. That's Thank all you, I Wayne. need. That's, That's all, all I, need. I needed to hear. Are you a tennis fan? Because if you're not, you should watch uh, right. uh, Breakpoint. But, but Wayne, this is important. If you are a tennis fan, do not, do not watch, watch Breakpoint <laughs> on Netflix. Not for you, brother. But if you want to be a tennis fan, if you're thinking, I wouldn't mind becoming right. a tennis How do I become a tennis fan? Well, there you go. Right. Um, yeah, thanks for allowing us into your headspace. Really appreciate it. Back with another exciting episode uh, next week. Uh, which would be Friday the 20th. Will you be here? Uh, geez, I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I think I might be. I might be up in Markham. Woo! In the Markham studio. Okay. Or further north. Anyway, that's it. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, until then, so long for now. Mm-hmm.